0: I want to slam fools on the mat. want a suplex cats give them belly to backs. Rock bottom tombstone and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I want to slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Moonsault sharpshooter and a FI2. So I need you to teach me that.
1: Please, please tell it one more time.
0: So, what do Joey, Ryan, and uh, Ric Flair have in common? What do they have in common, though? Nobody cares about them anymore, and they're kind of horrible.
1: That's the joke. The truth is the joke.
0: <laughs> Life is a joke.
1: Nothing has uh, it. all <laughs> This has gone off to a really great start. As is our name, welcome to the National Disasters of Wrestling Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Don. Uh welcome back, Donald. Um it's been it's been a minute.
0: It has been a minute. I've uh been doing adult things. Not like you know, point of, of adult things, like just adulting life. See, you made it sound fun and then you got real and now it's not fun anymore. <laughs> hold on, hold hold on, my cat spooky just decided I'm gonna jump up on top of you. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, it's always fun. oh yes i moved i moved to texas um the great state of texas where the stars at night are big and bright it's you know what it is actually pretty accurate really yeah i
1: mean it's a whole lot of nothing over there from what i understand like like going like living not not really going city from city to texas is like going to country to country in europe
0: the best way I, so I live in central Texas, which the best way to describe it is kind of like, is kind of like, so we'll say where I live at is very similar to, so I, I live in, uh, I live in a pretty decent sized town of 62,000 people. Um, I'm close, I'm not too far from Austin, which if to compare Austin is kind of like to compare to like, it's, it's, it's like a mixture of LA meets, meets, uh, Silicon because a lot of tech companies that are out here, um, uh, they're so nice. So it has a very, like, it has a very LA vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the Austin Hills, like they're, like these two million dollar, three million dollar homes that are just absolutely stunning. Fucking hell! And they're all along these. <laughs> they're all along the mountain and top, all,
1: and they all film porn in them.
0: Probably. Probably, if I had those houses, that's what I would rent my house out for. I mean, if
1: if I had a house like that out here, that's what I rent my house out for. And as the yeah. owner of the home, you get to watch. I mean. It's not that I'm what I'm into, but I mean, you could if you wanted to. I just, I just didn't, you know, let my kink out or whatever. I, uh, if you know me and you're listening to us, I apologize greatly. Don't think of me <laughs> different. I didn't do it, I didn't mean it. It's a joke. <laughs> um, But yeah, you've been doing big things, you've been doing good things. So congratulations on that. I have. Obviously, I you know, had to do obviously you're not alone you're doing this with your good lady fiance
0: yes yes me my me and my fiance we're doing this um spending the last couple of weeks and just kind of like getting everything set up in our apartment so uh i can't complain i have a beautiful beautiful apartment with a nice pool. everything is to quote the lego movie everything is awesome
1: Uh, You sound like such a gentrifier. How dare you! (laughs) I can't be a
0: gentrifier. I'm a poor one.
1: You're one of them. You're one of no. You're going against your own people. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) No congratulations, dude. That's awesome. Uh, So so one thing I will
0: say is Texas has horrible Mexican food.
1: Yeah, because you have Texican food. Yeah, Tex Mex. Yeah, Tex-Mex. Yeah, everybody knows that Tex-Mex sucks. That's where the like, that's where the white people version of tacos came from. And when I mean that, I mean when they fucking do tacos with ground beef and spices because that is not a real fucking taco. Like yeah, a taco that's... is asada or, or canitas or carnitas or al pastor. It's not fucking ground beef in a hard shell.
0: Like I have that. yet to find a restaurant out here that does a. Uh... That does a carne asada burrito, and it it is killing me.
1: I think if you go more towards the west of Texas, I think like as obviously as you get closer to like Arizona and shit, like I think that's where you'll find the food that you're looking for. Or if you actually get closer to the border, I'm sure if you get you know, you'll find it there. But no, like you're you're gonna good luck with the Tex Mex. Um, I can't I can't remember the exact title of the of the series on Netflix, but there's a, a whole series that talks about, um, like, the, not the essence, like, it, it talks about the culture of Mexican food. Yeah. And it talks about different stuff. And, like, they do a whole, like, episode on Tex-Mex and, like, how it started and how it originated. And it's a lot of white people and a lot of white people being proud of really bland food. And I cannot believe it. The first time I was watching it with my dad, I just could not believe it because they're just so proud of their fucking ground beef taco with a fucking cheese slice on it. And I'm like, that's an abomination to tacos. I'm well, so It's proud. like,
0: yeah, it's like, uh, like, you, you don't get a chihuahua cheese, you get Monterey Jack cheese. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Oh, good.
1: And like, I'm surprised that you're complaining because you, I mean, you grew up with Puerto Rican food yeah like I, 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 tried, up, I tried it the one time and I don't think I could ever try it again.
0: Like I grew up a Puerto Rican food so for me to about it's a complaint of Mexican food is something fucking, fucking else because like I really I usually don't like Mexican food but like when you can't find good Mexican food then it's like fuck
1: yeah it's only more reason for you and Gina to come back out here and we can get you some decent fucking California burritos or carne burritos. Like, we're going to hit up every single
0: taco truck that we find out here. You see, here's the thing, though. Is like There's so many people moving out here from L.A. and out from Silicon Valley, that mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before, like, good Mexican food gets here.
1: More than likely, yeah. I would believe it. Um, but even then, still, like...
0: For, like, for fuck's sake, they brought all of uh, in and out over here
1: that's true that's true homeboy did try in and out he's now from the two of us he's now had in and out in two different states wait no that's oh. not no that's a lie wait i've had in and out in vegas but that's still kind of the same so you you know texas in and out is a little bit different because
0: like the, the, vegas is la adjacent
1: yeah the texas one you have to wait a little bit longer for all the ingredients to get so, there like I, I don't think vegas can
0: that's true so, Actually, like, holy shit! I did not know uh, In-N-Out Burger starts people out at uh,
1: eighteen dollars an hour out here. Oh yeah, totally. I think out here they oh, they're almost at twenty. That is
0: insane. I was like, holy shit.
1: They they pay their people really good. I mean, managers make over like a hundred thousand dollars a month or something like that, or a year. Sorry, a year. That's The shitty thing is insane. the shitty thing but- is you can't be a GM because. Uh, The the highest you can go, I think, is maybe like a manager and assistant manager. Mm -hmm. Like the GMs are only it's a family restaurant, so all the GMs Mm -hmm. are part of the family. So if you if if you have aspirations of owning a an In and Out chain or franchise, then you better find you know somebody to marry that's in the In and Out family. And it's hard. Trust me, I've tried. You
0: you better be in and out of that family. (laughs)
1: Haha. <laughs> uh, speaking of Texas, though, um, bad news for you because it looks like WrestleMania 38 might not be two nights.
0: Oh no! So I don't know if you saw I'm this. Actually, but... happy. I don't. You don't. Like I don't them? know. If, I don't know if that's good or bad because, like, what two nights at four hours a piece isn't too bad versus one day, like all day. Yeah, I'd
1: rather have. 2 4 hour pieces than one like 10 hour wrestlemania because like by like the mid match i'm exhausted like i remember what was it the the mania and like you you don't give people the proper amount of time like let's think of the the mania before the pandemic which was when kurt angle retired like kurt angle only had like a what, like a 6 7 minute match yeah and like that's because like of all the matches that went long like imagine like, what kind of match him and Baron Cordenman could have had if, you know, they, if they hadn't had to cut his retirement match for time, you yeah. know? So, I think it, it It benefits not only, like, the wrestlers, but obviously it benefits the fans because, you know, you get the reactions that you want and, like, you're not subjecting everybody to, like, just straight wrestling because only so many people can take that much wrestling in, in that time, you know, time frame.
0: Um, quick recap of everything that that we missed well oh wait hold on I'm done, but, I'm not, but i'm not done with
1: this okay cool so the, the wrestling observer newsletter said that the company is considering sticking to the format um <clears throat> but right now officially wrestlemania 38 is only set for uh sunday april 30 uh, sorry sunday april 3rd in arlington at&t stadium um, Meltzer said that the WWE is looking to planning, security, insurance, cost of production, and the length of the event and other locations for shows that weekend. So depending on like what's going on in the city, probably like that's where they're gonna take that's where they're gonna have it or how long they're gonna have it. Um, but also because they're gonna have the SmackDown before at WrestleMania, they well they wanted to have the SmackDown before WrestleMania at the American Airlines in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But it's being used by the Mavericks. Um, and so they, they're thinking about taping. According to Meltzer, they're thinking about taping the show. But Fox has been really pissed at WWE lately for not only like wanting to tape some shows when they paid for a live show, but just for the ratings in general uh, recently.
0: Yeah.
1: So they're looking at I... other stuff. They're looking at the Southern Methodist University's uh, stadium or the open air Gerald Ford Stadium for both SmackDown and Raw.
0: You see, I, the Joe Four Stadium. I think I've seen before, and it's uh, uh, nothing crazy. No,
1: it's nothing. It's nothing really to write home about. Um, I mean, but the the stadium yeah, and it's, the city. It's, at least the stadium and the city itself sounds prestigious. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this?
0: You're breaking up. No, I do not know where you're going with this.
1: So according to the Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, this if you watched this past Monday night, uh, Raw... You're breaking up there. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No, like, you're, good, you're good now. You're good now. Okay.
0: okay. Right.
1: So if you were watching Raw this past Monday night, um, it was coming out of North Carolina, but you didn't know what city it was because they never said the name Raleigh. And so apparently, according <laughs> to uh, the Wrestling Observer Radio... Um, Raleigh is now a part of the WWE's band word list.
0: Oh my god.
1: And that's because the WWE (laughs) thinks that Raleigh doesn't sound prestigious enough. So So imagine going to a WWE show in your hometown, but they can't say the name of your town because it doesn't sound prestigious enough.
0: Well, that's like, so anytime WWE's come to Chicago, it's not actually Chicago, it's uh, Rosemont, Illinois. So, like, they, but, you know, who, who the fuck knows Rosemont, Illinois?
1: Nobody. That's why you just say Chicago. Yep. It's like, yeah, we're in Inglewood, but we're still going to say Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's still fucked up though. Like I, I've heard Raleigh all my life. I know where I don't. I, I can't point on a map where Raleigh is, but I'm aware of Raleigh's existence.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm familiar with Raleigh. Like I know what Raleigh is.
1: Yeah, that's fucked up. We're, we apologize to the people of Raleigh on the behalf of WWE. If you want, if you want to kick WWE out of your out of your city, Raleigh, we'll go do a show there. Sounds good to me.
0: All right, what recap did you want to do, Donald? So. Uh, let's recap. Let's do a quick, quick recap of. Let's do a quick recap of uh, what we've missed while I was moving. So, uh, CM Punk returned. He did. Um, I was there for it. It was amazing. I had no voice for two th- for two or three days after after that episode of Rampage. Um, we waited in line for almost an hour to get a shirt for cm punk which was fantastic uh then we had all out um adam cole adam cole's now all elite brian danielson is former brian daniels now in AEW. um holy shit lucha brothers versus young bucks was amazing uh let's see what else did we miss what else did we miss what else what else what other important things am i missing here oh um nxt sucks now
1: nxt did make its change from nxt 2.0 uh to this whatever the fuck this is supposed to be no 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 they're
0: calling it nxt 2.0 now it's even though it's like nxt like 3.0 or 4.0 at this point yeah like it's 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 not not good I mean, it depends on who you ask. I mean, yeah. If you if you ask a two year old, do they like this? They're gonna say yes. Do you really think it's that bad?
1: I don't think it's that good. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't watched any of it because I don't like change.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been trying to watch it for the show, and like I can't get into it. So like. Midway through the show, I like, I have to like just stop watching because it's not good.
1: And you're talking about the or the debut of the NXT 2.0, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, correct. So, so you watched the the main event where they crowned the new NXT. So uh, and all, along with that recap, no, so... that
0: that was not the main. That was not the main event. That the main wasn't... event was the wedding. The no. main event was the wedding of Dusty Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Okay, well
1: along with his recap samojo had to relinquish the nxt title uh, because of an undisclosed injury at least that's what he says nobody necessarily knows exactly if the injury is a work or a shoot but apparently it does sound like a shoot injury because um, uh you know i think it was the uh the observer said that you know he's not going to be out long but there there is really no timetable for when he will return so they said it made sense yeah. for him to re- to relinquish the title so they had a four-way match with Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, L.A. Knight. But L.A. Knight got taken out, correct?
0: No, it was Kyle O'Reilly that got taken
1: out. Kyle O'Reilly got taken out. Yeah, that's right. And then somebody else took Kyle O'Reilly's place. Um, but how was that match? And did you think it was the right way to to have uh, Tommaso Ciampa become the new NXT title, champion?
0: If I made it on a five-point system, I would say three out of five. Really? What do you think was missing from it i don't know it's just like nothing ever really gelled for me and it could like it could be just the fact that like i was not really into the show at all throughout the whole show mm-hmm. like there was a lot of things that just did not make any sense like cool we have this guy who's in the main event mm-hmm. like la Knight was you know the main event but he opened the show um open show and started and like had a match with uh rick steiner's son who they're calling bond breaker the two k's mm-hmm. like just call him you know just call him rick steiner jr
1: well unfortunately the the they did make allusions to him as being rick steiner's son but the word yeah. going around is that rick and scott steiner wanted money for them using the steiner name which is why they're not referring to him as rick steiner's son and that's stupid I mean I mean but is it on WWE or, I mean again it's a rumor. So would it really be on WWE or would it be on the Steiners?
0: It'd be on WWE, like I guarantee you I, so. I guarantee whatever the Steiners wanted for names the Steiner for their kid for for you know their kid uh-huh. would definitely be worth it. Because not okay. only are you setting up the lead, like okay. Did you care about Curtis Axel? not really would you care would you have cared better if it was Kurt Henning Jr. I mean did we care about Ted DiBiase jr I did I liked him
1: did we care about um, uh, David Hart Smith
0: no you're right
1: like did we care about did we care about Tamina Snuka? like you, you, you for can, us not caring on that one did we care about jason jordan if he, it doesn't matter if you <laughs> add the family name to the jason angle huh jason angle mean, it doesn't matter yeah. if you if you just if you pass the torch on to to the you know to the up-and-comer it's like nobody really gave a shit about rocky maivia that's true like die rocky die was like the chant of the year in 1997 You know, until he came back and he shoved it down the fan's throat. Like, nobody would have given a shit about Dominic Mysterio just because he has a Mysterio last name. Very rarely does anybody care about somebody if they have the last name. Like, let's look at Brian Pillman Jr. And and so, you know, we're deviating. I understand this. But let's look at Brian Pillman Jr. real quick. He does look like Brian Pillman, obviously, a lot, and especially with the hair. But, like, Mm -hmm. he still had a lot to prove. You know, with that name, you know, Pillman, you know, he had a lot of eyes on him, and nobody was really going to give him any easy breaks. Everybody was expecting a lot from him, and honestly, right now, he's kind of lived up to it a bit. Yeah, he has a whole lot of work to do, and the stuff that he's been doing with MJF has been really good recently, but it still kind of shows the stuff that he's missing, and the stuff that he's going to be working on.
0: So, yeah, like, be Pretty cool. Huh? Having a uh, Chris Benoit Jr.
1: I heard... That he might not be banned from WWE after all. Really, that's the rumor that I saw. Um, I haven't really seen it from anybody too credible, but I saw a couple articles that said that he might not be banned from WWE, yeah. and that might just, I mean, you know,
0: who knows? Heard, of, I mean, if you he heard from Justin, I hear he's credible, huh? Oh my god, so if you he heard. <laughs> He's incredible,
1: yes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, again, like you, you, just because you have the name doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna do you're gonna do big things or you're, you're possible you're capable of doing those big things. Uh-huh. So I don't, I honestly don't mind that uh-huh. he's deviating. We are deviating. <laughs> I don't mind that he that bond breaker or whatever the fuck his name is has a different name or doesn't have the style name. I just want him to be good.
0: That's, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. But, um, oh, Ruby Soho is also now on AEW. Ruby
1: Soho is now only... Uh, Chavo Guerrero is no longer Andrade Alidolo's um, manager. Um, it sounded like it could have been Flair at one point, but in case you've been living under a rock or only get your news from this podcast, um, which, by the way, good fucking luck, uh, but navigating the wrestling world without us, if that is the truth. Um, recently... Um, An episode of Dark Side of the Ring came out in their third season, and they discussed in detail, not heavy detail, but like, you know, the big points of the plane, the infamous plane ride from hell that took place from uh, England to back to uh, Connecticut in what, 2003, 2004? Or was it 2002? Yeah, it was uh, 2002. 2002. Um, and in one of the stories... They interviewed a stewardess um, who claimed that she was sexually assaulted by Ric Flair. Um, and, you know, we're not saying that we don't believe her, of course. We do believe in people that uh, make these claims. Um, but, in her, you know, her, she recounts the story as Ric Flair was drunk, and as he does apparently with the boys, because multiple people said this in the documentary. Uh, He was wearing nothing but his robe and was helicoptering his dick around. Um, And, you know, he kind of started talking to her and getting really close to her and she claims that he tried to force his dick in her hand or something of the sort. Um, And... you, uh, Yeah. So this has been settled in court. Um, There was a settlement that took place and this has been brought up before, but Ric Flair found the need to make a statement about it twice. And the first statement that came out uh, was a bunch of horseshit. And he made a second uh, statement that sounded like it actually came from a lawyer. Yep. Um, so right now, the WWE has pulled basically all mentions of Rick mentions of Ric Flair from their website. Uh, from the intro video, you don't know you no longer hear the woo in the intro video. Um, and he had a like a window it's, pane, uh, yeah. had a window pane commercial that was pulled recently. Uh, or windshield, uh, no, it was, yeah, it was like a car windshield company, I can't remember who it is, but they pulled yeah. all their ads, so they pulled all their ads with Ric Flair. So, again, it sounded and because of Ric Flair interfering or taking part in the Kenny Omega-Andrade uh, match at TripleMania uh, yeah. recently. Uh, it looked like Ric Flair was going to come in and be Andrade's uh, manager in AEW, but I think all of that is now gone. Um, because yeah, it, it only makes sense. Um, he doesn't necessarily sound remorseful. Or like, I don't know. There's really no right way to go about it. Um, along with that, uh, and he had nothing to do with the plane ride. He just dug his own hole and buried himself. Uh, Tommy Dreamer has also
0: been canceled. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bigger shock for me is the Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Tommy. And so Tom- it's, this this sucks because I'm I'm a Tommy Dreamer fan. But oh, yeah. he. He didn't do himself any favors with the with the interview that he, he did for Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, let's 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 make it abundantly clear.
1: He didn't make any comments recently that made it, that got him in trouble. These comments were made months ago, but they yeah. only just aired like uh, like like a little over a week ago. Um. So in the Dark Side documentary, when they're interviewing the superstars or the wrestlers that were on the flight. Um, a couple of people were like, you know, that was wrong of what Ric Flair did and all this stuff. Tommy Dreamer was the one who's just like, you know, like it was a different time and like he was just kidding. And like, you know, some people are just going to get offended by anything. Like he just sounded super insensitive,
0: insensitive. He sounds so wrong, especially like he tried to compare his to sexual assault. Yeah, he's
1: he, he's he says something in line to, along the line of like, oh, my hairstyle right now is offending somebody. Like, anything can offend somebody. Like, my hairstyle right now is offending somebody because I have my hair in a ponytail and that's offensive to somebody. And it's like, really, bro? Really? And like, literally, I believe the same night, it was either the same night or the day after that Impact announced that they were suspending Tom and Dreamer indefinitely. Like, he was legit at the tapings for Impact and they asked him to leave.
0: Yeah that's crazy imagine taking a plane ride from yonkers new york to tennessee show up at your job and say nothing go home i just and then he did he did
1: end up making an apology a couple days later but i mean the damage had been done
0: yeah
1: um i i saw (laughs) i saw a tweet um about how like because like there's a lot of like it it wasn't just tommy dreamer and rick flair who Made complete asses of themselves. Um, there also there there also was a story about Scott Hall being ab- like obliterated on the plane, just ridiculously drunk, because obviously you know his his past has been recorded multiple times of his abuse yep. on drugs. Brock Lesnar is seeing none of the backlash of
0: his story, which is crazy because he literally whipped his dick out in front of a woman just because he could. Yeah, uh,
1: he apparently, according to Terry Reynolds, um, if you don't remember who Terry is, she was the manager of Goldust. She was uh, a backstage interviewer. She had blonde hair. She was kind of really short. Um, She um, yeah, Brock Lesnar exposed himself to Terry Reynolds and Terry Reynolds was instructed by Goldust to, you know, verbatim, don't sell it. You know, and she understood like that's just how it kind of was, but uh, it didn't make it right. You know, like they all had to kind of like like all the women really had to learn to just not react because that's what they were looking for was a reaction. Um, But Brock Lesnar is facing none of that backlash. Like, why do you think? Like, what what is WWE possibly doing to, to 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 stop that fire from spreading.
0: I have no idea, but it's like, if I had somebody, okay, if somebody like whipped their dick out in front of my, in front of, you know, female, I would be super pissed about it. Yeah.
1: Um, The part that and, you know, like, a lot of the stories and stuff like that were very disturbing in this, like, I guess is a word to say it, discussing, uh, because a lot of it is just, you know, men not knowing how to behave themselves on a fucking yeah. international flight, and their, and their boss was on the fucking flight, not only their boss, but their the head of talent relations was also on the flight and they still just decided to act a fool the only part that i found insanely humorous and i cackled when i heard this part was when um the stewardess who they interviewed um the one that was unfortunately harassed by uh rick flair she was talking about they asked her a question like you know of all the wrestlers like who was you know who 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 would you say was like you know the easiest to be around and she was like, uh, I can't remember his name. She's like Gold 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 Dust? And I was started laughing. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> She's like, Yeah, he was like, Yeah, like Goldust, you know, at least apologized and like, yeah, he was kind of a dick, like, you know, he he was he got really drunk and he and he took my my uh, my intercom. But I mean, he was really nice, so I think I could overlook that a little bit. Uh, apparently, him and Terry were kind of going through the rough patches, and on the plane, Goldust got really drunk and decided to serenade Terry over the speaker. Uh, and that was one of his most egregious acts. Uh, I mean, according to that that documentary, at least.
0: Um, like, if that's the worst he's done, then he's doing okay. Yeah. But he also, like, he also told Flair. Apparently, uh, he told Flair to stop it, to stop what he was doing. Yeah.
1: Um, so. On, on a darker note, though, apparently Goldust was also named in the sexual harassment suit.
0: Oh Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah. Uh, again, nobody was safe. Like that's not something they they spoke on in the documentary, but um, there were a couple uh, wrestling aficionados aficionados and historians on on Twitter uh, that pulled up the case files, and Goldust was named. Whether he did something or not is not in there, I believe. Um, If anybody wants to fact check that, by all means do it, but he was named in there. Um, But maybe because maybe everybody else was as well. I don't remember exactly at the top of my head. Um, But I mean, if drunkenly stealing the stewardess's intercom is the worst thing, um, I will happily take 100 more of those than having Mm -hmm. somebody get exposed to on an airplane.
0: I think it was because he threw up in the... uh... He threw up the, you know, baggy areas, like, and find seats.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was the most fucked up part. So at the end of the, of the documentary, uh, the stewardess is talking about the cleanup of the airplane and how they found throw-up and needles yeah. in the back of the airplane. Uh, so it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. What it the- is insane. What these people did and what these the you know the these customer service people have to put up with
0: that's crazy though that robin nicely is you know the angel saying that sometimes you're you don't want to meet, you shouldn't meet your idols
1: yeah well because even he second. was like a hub give me one second yep
0: okay apologies but no like okay. It's, it's all good, but uh, like so you know like RVD said like sometimes you don't want to meet your. Uh, or you here?
1: Yeah, your child's and yours can sometimes be assholes. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest news emanating out of the dark side of the ring world. Anything else you want to touch on, Don?
0: Um. I'm- Tomorrow is extreme rules, but you know, there's no extreme rules and rules this year. Real quick, let's um,
1: let's before we go into extreme rules, let's go into uh, the G1 climax. Oh, I
0: love a good climax.
1: Oh, doesn't everybody? Um, so right now, and everybody says this is the a lot of people are saying this is the least. Exciting G1, and that's because you don't have a whole lot of outside talent into the G1 this year. Um yeah. right now, um, uh, in a block we have our leader Great Okan at 3-0, uh, second place with four points. We have Kenta, kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, uh Toru Toruyano, Yano, Yujiro, Taka, Yujiro Takahashi, zack Sabri Jr. At two points, we have Tangaloa and Tamahiraihi, um, and at zero points, unfortunately Tatsuya Naito uh, is out of the G1 after he after suffering a knee injury. So he is zero and nine because he had to forfeit all of his matches. That fucking sucks. That does. Um, in B block, we have with two points we have Evil, Evil, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, Sanada and Tachi all at one and zero. With zero points, we have Chase Owens. Uh, here, goto uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tamatanga, and Yoshihashi. Um, who do you, who do you have for the G
0: One this year? Uh, I want Zack Sabre Jr.
1: You really think Zack Sabre Jr. could do it this
0: year? I think so. I think it's this year.
1: I think either Kenta or Kota Ibushi could come out looking strong.
0: Like I could, I could make you know, a Ibushi, Ibushi, I could definitely see. Yeah. Uh, but right. I want, I, I, I really, really want
1: Zach Sabre Jr. Zach Sabre Jr. And then Facing Who, Facing Who from B-Block. Maybe, probably Okada, maybe Cobb. I would like to see Jeff Cobb in a higher position in New Japan.
0: Me too. Um, To go with a B block person, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably gonna be Okada. I wouldn't even like to fuck versus Chase Owens.
1: Chase Owens would be interesting. Um...
0: Chase Owens is like zero points so far, and has no points at all. I don't think.
1: Um, Shingo Takagi might be another person that wins the G1 as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, nice. What are the yeah? What are the odds of that happening again?
0: Uh, given this, given the amount of star power for this year, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're
1: going to keep an eye on that, and we will let everybody know what happens there if you don't keep an eye on uh, New Japan Wrestling yourself. But let's go over Extreme Rules real quick. As you were mentioning, um, there are no Extreme Rules matches for the event that is called uh, Extreme
0: Rules. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's, you know, Extreme Rules is a theme pay-per-view where it's usually it's usually a always some sort of you know stipulation that's that's there for for, like, for example a chairs match you know a ladder match uh you know extreme rules match so like, if if you
1: don't remember the the birth of extreme rules it actually came from the one night stand pay-per-views dating back to 2005 when they redid ECW <laughs> Uh, ECW had its one night stand in 2005 when they did kind of a goodbye show in 2006 they did one night stand again where they uh relaunched the ECW WWE brand um on fi and I think they had maybe one more one night stand or yeah I think they had one more one night stand in 2007 after that uh the pay-per-view name was changed to Extreme Rules because it was a still-in-ECW pay-per-view, except all the matches were contested under what was called Extreme Rules, which is basically just no disqualification. Um, and as Donald was saying, Extreme Rules, basically, after that, kind of just meant that um, that a lot of the matches would have stipulation, some sort of sp- stipulation, like he said, like a chairs match, a ladder match, a, oh, an Extreme Rules match, which is no disqualification. Uh, or any sort of match that kind of just added, had a stipulation to add to the, um, to the excitement of whatever match you are watching. Um, and recently, that's kind of gone down because WWE has really been cutting back on the quote-unquote violence that is usually portrayed during these pay-per-views, especially with a pay-per-view named Extreme Rules. Um, so
0: for this year, been any sort of uh, extreme rules extreme rules like type matches uh, i mean it's all the ten dollar rings match everything else is kind of just a singles singles match or like a ww rules yeah
1: i think the only other thing that could that could technically fall under extreme rules is the uh triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship because there are no disqualifications in triple threat and triple threat matches but that's not necessarily by design they didn't add that stipulation that's just a rule as it is
0: i've seen like i've seen a uh... Triple threat matches where there have been definitely disqualifications called.
1: But that's because they wrote in the disqualification.
0: Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? WW
1: is like,
0: yeah, yeah, WWE's listed to see what their rules in general, but like
1: normally they're but like normally they're like triple threat matches don't have disqualifications.
0: That's that's fair. That's fair. There are no disqualification yeah. matches. But let's uh, let's run the my- we have uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella in a singles match. <laughs> what do you got for that? Uh, Liv Morgan.
1: I have Car- Carmella. Um, I think they're going to push Heal oh. a little bit longer.
0: <coughs> Can't stand it. Uh, we have the Usos versus, who are the champions versus Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Ships. Uh, so.
1: uses, I, I think the are going to stay pretty strong.
0: Yep. Uh, this is this is like such a SmackDown-heavy show. You have uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Boer for the women's titles. Uh, I don't see Becky dropping.
1: Yeah, I don't see Becky dropping either. I'd be really surprised if they gave Bianca the win back, but they have too much writing on Becky
0: Lynch. Then you have but uh, Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in the triple threat match for the U.S. championship? Again, no
1: disqualifications unless they write it in for some odd reason. Um, yeah. But I kind of have Damian Priest still going over. Um, or it could be Sheamus. I don't really see Jeff Hardy winning the championship right now. Uh, not when you have somebody like Damian Priest in the ring who they're really still trying to put over because he's uh, Bad Bunny's best friend. Um, or, again, we need to make Sheamus, um, you know, uh, a credible heel once more. But I have, I, have my, uh, I have my pick in Damian Priest right now. Uh,
0: we have Charlotte Flair versus Elected Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I, I, I don't I, see Flair. Flair. It's Flair. It's Flair. Let's be real.
1: No, it's Lily. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> uh, then we have Prince versus Demon 10 Balor for the Blue Universal Championship.
1: Did you say the Blue Universal?
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, how do you feel about the Demon's streak finally being over?
0: I, I mean, didn't he lose? No, the Demon hasn't lost yet. Has the demon not lost yet? Nope. I'm pretty sure he's lost before. I'm looking it up right now, because <clears throat> I'm sure. Uh...
1: Oh, you're right. He did. He lost the the first loss was the steel cage match where he uh, lost the rematch for the uh, NXT championship when he uh, lost yeah. to Joe. Okay, so he's only had one loss so far. <clears throat> but on the yeah, main sorry. roster, on the main roster, he hasn't had a loss yet as the demon.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah. on the main roster, like I he hasn't right. lost. That
1: was
0: not right. But I mean, it's gonna suck like to see him lose because it's a very strong, you know, gimmick.
1: Yeah. So five years since he lost to Samoa Joe as the Demon. Do you think Roman Reigns defeats the Demon, or do you think Finn Balor gets uh, finally gets back the Universal Title after you know losing it oh so long ago?
0: He's not gonna get the title back. I mean they're not they're gonna keep that fucking belt on Roman as long as, as humanly possible till WrestleMania. Uh, I think at WrestleMania like they'll finally have him drop it, but it'll probably be till like. The Rock or something.
1: I don't see them doing Rock versus Reigns for the title. I see it as an exhibition, man.
0: Yeah. That's true. I can see that too.
1: Why would you like? Like I understand they don't do things logically, but like, why would you need the title for a match like that? You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. But so you have Reigns. Yep. I have Balor, fuck it. I'm going, I'm being contrite. All right. I'm getting really weary over this uh, internet shit that I'm having. Do you have anything else you wanna add
0: before we head out? Yeah, your internet keeps... Uh, The Grand Slam this week was a Grand Slam. Oh, God.
1: We had four fantastic hours worth of wrestling uh, provided by AEW.
0: Yes. Yes. God damn it. Yes. I can't wait to see
1: what they did on Dark and uh, Dark Elevation. Uh, Congratulations to Thunder Rosa for being uh, in one of the first AEW matches in New York City.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: That's great for her. It's great for the women of AEW. They were uh, yeah, her. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for blanking on her opponent's name, but two women had the first AEW match in New York, and I I couldn't be prouder. Um, but favorite match of the of the two of the two days to two
0: nights of wrestling that we saw on TV. Oh shit! Yeah. Santana Martinez versus uh, the Hardy family, just because uh, all the spots that were thrown in there, it wasn't, it wasn't a long match, it was a spot fest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was really good.
0: Like, I can't just pick one, because like fucking, I mean, Omega versus uh, Danielson, like, that's a five-star match.
1: Yes, Danielson versus Omega tore the fucking house down. And I was surprised that they had that as the very first match of the evening on Dynamite. Um
0: They wanted yeah, they wanted to get all the buzz on the products.
1: They did. They got all the buzz, all the eyes on it, and it worked. Um I I would have said it was a five star match if it only it didn't end in a in a in a, in a time limit draw. Um but I figured it was gonna go that way because like you don't you don't get the finish for free. You you give them the taste and then they buy the rest, you know. First taste is free. Then you got to pay. Fame
0: cost. And this is where you start paying. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, incredible. Yeah, the, I mean, they got that 18 demo again. They're, they've had the third best, best number for AEW so far.
1: Largest and, crowd for AEW, too?
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ. 20,100 people.
1: They're doing insanely well right
0: now. Like, good God. Uh, Don, where Where's... can we find
1: you on the internet? I'm sorry, if you wanted to say anything else. What was that? I said, what else did you want to say before we end?
0: That's it. That's it. Um, you can find me on all of my social medias, EL, or you could also follow me on, or you could talk to us on on the uh, facebook and twitter at tndw podcast
1: i am at pending 257 on twitter and uh tndw podcast on facebook and twitter as well and uh just like our uh or rather my internet connection would you call this a show
0: um i would say claire's career oh,